Dude, it feels like the air was just let out of this bar. Yeah. We stopped the start of our recording of our soccer podcast to watch the last nine seconds of a basketball game because because it was we're on. Minnesotans and we are well. There's no fucking soccer for to defeat. watch or talk about. That's what true. What are we supposed to do? Talk about soccer? Well, let's I mean, talk about is, what happened in the T Wolves. There game is there. some soccer, but not any not soccer that's stuff. happening by, by our stuff. team or actually any stupid things happening by our team. Is there like a uh, is there like an indoor league or something that plays over the winter even remotely locally? Uh, sincere question. I don't even know. I don't yeah. think there is. Is there? Yeah. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about um rec league. I'm oh. talking about of any of any note. No. Well, of like like good players playing. Yes, not no. not the, you you just wanted to launch into something about your own playing I experience. I absolutely the last did weeks. and I will probably eventually at some point in this oh, podcast. Christ. But yes, no, there was not. So Okay. Oh, uh, nice. yeah, sucks to be you. As I was going to say, we could make that our off-season. Uh, this is the thing that we podcast about in the off-season. Hey, uh, Minneapolis City, if you guys want to start a uh, semi-professional indoor winter league, we'll go and podcast about it. I'll even show up and fucking uh, I'll, do an, I'll announce the games if you really want me to. I got those dulcet tones. You, uh, you play goalkeeper, right? I not for soccer really. I in broom ball, but I have I have played I have I have played goalkeeper before, so uh, well let's just peel back that onion here in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This, this, my friends, is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Happy, uh, happy Christmas and happy New Year's and all that. Yeah, man. We didn't, uh, we didn't podcast last week, so we didn't get to have that midweek, mid Christmas, New Year's uh, celebration. So. That's what this podcast should really be about—is fucking Christmas details. Yeah, Just of course. Just ninety minutes of Christmas-related, of course, content. Yeah, I mean, I had I had nineteen people at my house for Christmas Day. Oh yeah, that was yeah pretty fucking intense. So a house colding party. Yeah, the house did not a burn down uh, to uh, fall down. So I guess I consider uh, Christmas a success. What what were the the Hors d'oeuvres? Uh, the Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a, a very eclectic menu um, of I which that. I pretty much forget everything because Anna made it all. Wait. So my you wife forgot, made it. So all. that means. So that means that. Oh, it's delicious. You were like inebriated. No, 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 no. It was, just, it was there was so much f- fucking shit going on, man. Oh, like, okay. like I was, you know, I was, I was. My whole point of this thing was to like basically run interference 
Fran's family and my family and just sort of just be the, the person who is like... The number six. Yeah, basically, yeah. I was just fucking <laughs> blowing people's shit up all over the place. I was Sam Cronin and that shit. Um, yeah, just like, you, you know, making sure people were doing the shit. Like, I literally had at one point had to... I had a cousin who I love to death, but she literally was like trying to take a nap on... And you've briefly been to our house, but we have a very... We don't have a super large like living room area. We have a small couch in there that's basically it's like an L-shaped couch. And she was like literally laying across the lower part of the L and like half of the other part of the L, and like taking up like five, four spots on a couch. And I was like, I literally had to yell at her and be like, "Get up! If you want to take a fucking nap, you can go upstairs. You can go downstairs. You do not take a nap on the fucking main floor." Uh, and I oh, you were running interference. Yeah, actually. and so. So Normally she, I'm like, hey, you guys want to play some Parcheesi or something? Yeah, like, no. I'm trying to be all cool about I was, it. Uh, you know, I was bartending and, and, and trying to run interference and all slinging, that. So. Slinging the drinks? Slinging drinks. Uh, just generally being a, a good husband and good partner. So, yeah, that was that was my uh, my holidays. How was, you, how was yours? How was, the, how was Santa Claus? Did Santa Claus bring all the things the kids wanted? No, that was no? a point of contention. Okay. Because, uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus did his shopping before the kids even wrote their Christmas list. Mm, so that's not the, good. Their list and Santa's gifts very dissimilar. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that my kids have gotten over it and uh, they're having a good time with all of their capitalist endeavors now. Okay. I was not a good husband and partner over the break. Um, I got in a huge fight with my wife about an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> okay. Like a huge. Have you seen Black Mirror at all? I've seen episodes. Anna and I keep trying to want to watch it. I, I don't think she really actually wants to watch it. I would want to watch it, but I right. she keeps saying that she wants to watch it, so I, I don't watch it until we can watch it together. But I'm thinking that she's probably eventually not going to want to watch it as soon as we start watching a few episodes. So, would you, Were you watching the, the, new, the new episodes? Or? No, no, actually. Okay. I was I was back watching old ones. I watched the very first one, which uh, was where uh, uh, the princess of uh, England or whatever is kidnapped. And, uh, okay, no spoilers. <laughs> no, no, I'm spoilers. not going to give spoilers because okay. this happens in the first minute of the thing. She gets spoiled with the ransom demand that the prime minister has to fuck a pig on national television. That sounds like my kind of television show. It sounds really goofy, but yeah. it's actually like really intense because it gets into the drama of like uh, of the ways that you would go about making that decision and avoiding the decision and some of the ancillary concerns did, that would cause you to do that. prime minister of, of England once fuck a pig when he was in college? I don't know much about that. Yeah, uh, maybe. I think I think he probably did. Probably not on national television. Well, probably not on national television. But so I'm not going to yeah. give away. The, I mean, that all that unfolds in the first uh, minute of the episode. But yeah. we had a fight by the end of it about some of what was happening and the decision making behind it Can that I get a sort of underscored shot of rum too? our yeah. um, like our own personal morals and beliefs. Okay. And uh, basically, like, well, you said. Would you fuck a pig if you needed no, to? No, no, it, it wasn't even oh, okay. that. It, but I, I don't want to go into it right now because I don't want my marriage to dissolve any further. But <laughs> your, life was, doesn't, like, your wife doesn't. Listen, my wife listens to this podcast. Your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. That is true. <laughs> no, but and, and we're good because we're adults. We've been married almost ten years now. But like, it was one of those fights where it was about stupid shit, which most good fights yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. But like, it was one of those fights where you just look at each other afterwards, like, who are you? What was that? Where have you been this person the whole time? Both of us were. We would both make the exact same point and end it by saying, "Well, you see, like even having two totally different opinions, like one of those things." And I've done that before. God damn it! Yeah. Uh, still shaking up about that fight. That well, you know, I you don't can know, tell man. how little there is to talk about United wise. Yeah. I'd rather talk about my can, own you know crumbling what? marriage. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the Legends Cup. The Sana Foundation Legends Cup. 
because I played in that uh, the weekend before Christmas, and I scored a goddamn goal. Did you? For the Dark Clouds. Yes, yes. Uh, I promised Martin I would not uh, do a 20-minute soliloquy about all of the amazing feats that uh, happened during that time and, and that time. goal. Um, although I will say that that was the first goal I've scored in, on a soccer field in probably 15 years, if not more. So I was very proud of myself. I was one of the only people on my team who wasn't Jim Christ to score a goal. Jim Christ is fucking a baller soccer player. Uh, very good. Um, Rich Harrison uh, gave me the assist on that one, and it was basically because there was another guy uh, who's a good friend of mine who is very tall and lanky and, and not super coordinated, and he basically whiffed on a, on a cross, and it went right to me, and so I just tapped it in with my right foot. You mean you played a dummy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah he, oh, yeah, he totally dummied it to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it was against some high school kids from <laughs> Central where I went to high school, but it was definitely against some kids I went to who uh, go to the high school I went to 19 years ago. <laughs> so That's reminds you know. me of the old Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, and I wish I'd go back and play Little League now. I'd kick some fucking ass. <laughs> There was actually one other good, really good. So I had two other really good plays. One was someone. Uh, there was a free kick, and I uh, I was playing defense, and I totally did the whole thing where you put your arms behind your back and you like just get ready and you kind of turn your head and hope they don't kick you, hit me in the face and it hit right. me in the chest and went right down. Um, there was one play where good a goaltender kicked it, and it was a big looping high kick again. I was playing defense, and. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to head this. And then I was like, why the fuck am I going to head this? And I actually, I jumped up and headed a ball. Luckily, I didn't get a concussion. I was pretty goddamn close to getting a concussion. And then a third time where we were playing this team, uh, these, these, old, uh, these older Somali dudes, uh, their team was like, the, so I think the, uh, they were like the old Somali legends, or I can't remember what their team name was called, but... Bunch of guys, bunch of small dudes, probably you know, and they were they were good players. Uh, they kind of played suckle. There's one guy who just played like deep all the time. Anyways, I intercepted a pass and I turned to kick it upfield, and I literally tapped the dude in the balls with the ball. He went down. I felt terrible because the ball came right back to me, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna hold. I'm not gonna kick this ball to like to my team because." This dude just went straight fucking down. Oh, man. <laughs> and so there's actually pictures. You go to the Dark Clouds Facebook page from the tournament. There's pictures of me standing over the ball, like, kind of chuckling. And everybody else, like, from his team, laughing that he just got tapped in the balls. <laughs> it, was, it was a fun time. I, the next day, I did, I, there was actually, I did a, I tried to slide to keep a, a ball in bounds, and I fucking tore up my, uh, my entire right leg. So, like, I'm just now recovering from those, like, like the raspberries and the turf, like the, you know, basically recycled tires that were on the field. So it was a good time. I would suggest anybody who wants to play next year on the Dark Clubs. We had we had 14 people show up. They decided to split us up into two teams of seven, and it was six versus six, basically. So there's, like, one sub. So right. the more people we can get next year, the better. Excellent. It will be. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of my... Last couple well, weeks, we're so. all, we're all proud of you. Minnesota yeah. can probably sign you at this point. I'm I sure. Think, I think they, it uh, would be better than what they've done so far. Well, 
just That's literally we're nothing. Gonna, we're going to talk about a little bit. But so here's what we want to do. Uh, there's there's not too much to talk about from a Minnesota United standpoint. We'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, but first, because uh, we have a little less content, we're usually an MLS heavy uh, podcast. We're going to talk about EPL. Uh, we gave everybody EPL predictions at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're not going to revisit the predictions specifically, but we're going to talk EPL. God, no. Talk about some of the, the top storylines here. Talk about the top six. Talk about the relegation battle. A few things that surprised us. Then we'll talk about Minnesota United a little bit. We'll There's not too much to talk about signings-wise, but we'll make some kind of silly predictions uh, before we head out tonight. Yeah, that sounds sound good. All right? sounds, sounds perfect. Let's get into this. So, um, EPL Roundup. We're going to start top of the table, and we're going to work our way down. I want you to give me your impressions here as you see them, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously Manchester City is beating the shit out of everybody. We said, um, I, I don't know. I can't remember if you said this, but but I think we both agreed this was the most complete team heading into yeah. the season. I think we, I don't think we knew this was going to happen. I think we both said City was going to win the league. We look like geniuses. Yeah, now. and you know what? It it it. I'm happy for them, but it also pains me because my wife is a Man City fan. <clears throat> um, but they are absolutely <clears throat> destroying everybody in the league, and you know, I mean, we I think we should talk a little bit, maybe. I didn't really throw. The, I think I threw this in there, but maybe you didn't get it. But like, we should maybe talk about like Champions League and like who makes the like, the biggest run in Champions League from the EPL teams because all the all five EPL teams are in the uh, knockout the round knockout of the Champions rounds, League, yeah. which is a pretty historic accomplishment. But I mean, City blowing everybody away with sixty two points. Um, they have never they have not lost a game yet. <clears throat> Them and Barcelona, the only two uh, uh, European teams that have not lost a match, uh, which is pretty impressive. Everybody's and, worried about Barcelona coming into the year. They're fine. And, yeah, it's, and City's just blowing everybody away. So I want to be clear about City. Plus 51 goal differential. Next nearest team is Manchester United with a plus 29. Yeah. They're almost double the goal differential of the next closest team. That yeah. is how much yeah. they're whooping us um, in the league. I think City has scored uh, something like 60, like 67 or 60 some, six goals or whatever. The next closest is Liverpool, who scored like 48. Mm-hmm. It's like they're it's still it's just an amazing... An amazing team. So, um, good on City. They're they, they're going to win the EPL. Good for you. Uh, now it's a matter of what they can do with uh, with that in in terms of like winning a Champions League. And um, I mean, it's kind of amazing. Pep uh, Guardiola now has the largest winning streaks in three of the top five European leagues. Pretty fucking shocked. amazing. He, that, dude is, <laughs> you know, that dude is amazing. He's got it in the Span- in the La Liga, in the Bundesliga, and EPL. Probably the three best leagues in Europe right now. Certainly. Um, that's pretty fucking amazing what they've done. So, But we don't want to talk about Manchester City because, you know, I, I fucking hate – I kind of hate Manchester City. Love you, Anna, but I hate Manchester City. Let's talk about the, like, the chase behind Manchester City for those two, three, and four spots and uh, what that's looking like right now. So um, – so second place right now is Manchester United on 47 points, a full 15 points behind uh, the league leaders there. They're on a plus 29 goal differential. Um, is Let me ask you a question. Do you like Jose Mourinho? No, never have. No? Why don't you like him? Uh, he's a pretentious asshole who is, I mean, was a great manager, is pretty much overrated now. Okay. So that's fair. Yeah. So I have it, thoughts about this that we can talk about later, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, for me, Manchester United has been about Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba yes. has, has really found a ton of success. Um, there's not there's not too much else to say about it. He has been 
the Shining Star, which is awesome because they had a lot of player turnover in the last couple of years. And, yeah. Uh, so, so it's cool to see something pan the out. Pro- the problem is that Paul Pogba, like Marino, does not, uh, does not make Paul Pogba a fulcrum of that team. Like he, he does that stupid shit where he parks the bu- goddamn bus, and it's like. You have Paul Pogba. You have one of the, probably one of the most dynamic, if not the most dynamic midfielder in the, in the EPL. <clears throat> Why is Paul Pogba shooting from 60 yards away? Which is what he has to do because there is literally nobody else to support Paul Pogba. And so this is part of my... my like, I don't like generally hate Mourinho as a person, um, but as a tactician, I think he does... like He's gotten results with his ridiculously defensive systems, and that is great. But... You can't bring in you can't bring in like a Romelu Lukaku and a Paul Pogba and then try to play this really defensive system where you are literally isolating your two best players mm-hmm. on the pitch for ninety percent of the game and, and you're it's, hoping that's been his style in, in the ten percent of the game. Well, it is and that it, it works for certain teams where you're not relying on like these really dynamic playmakers um, to give. Take the ten percent of, of the opportunity that they have and and, and convert, mm-hmm. you know, seventy five percent of the time. Romelu Lukaku has never been that kind of player ever in his life. Uh, Paul Pogba, to all his credit, has never been that kind of player. Paul Pogba can make some really amazing, um, ridiculous passes. Uh, can create a lot of shit, but he also will do stupid shit like where he will like dab uh, and uh, get a red card for <laughs> for a handball right. against Liverpool, like. He's the Jose Mourinho of I, Yeah, players. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I, honestly, well, I would wrap up on this thought. Yeah. There's a, a sick part of me that wonders, what would David Moyes or what would um, Van Gaal do um, if they had had this particular roster? Obviously, the tactics would be a lot different. What would the results be like? I think it's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like interesting. Every I don't. time I answer, ask, ask an interesting question, you're like, I don't think it's an interesting question, though. I think it's very interesting. David Moyes? Yeah. You saw what David Moyes did with Romelu Lukaku. That's what David Moyes would do with Romelu Lukaku. It's, it, it basically be the exact same goddamn system that Jose Mourinho is running with Manchester. Bunker and boot it up to him and hope he, right. hope he converts. All right. So, he did, obviously, he never had Paul Pogba, that, so that maybe throws a wrench into the equation, but anyways. All right. Uh, let's look at third place Chelsea on 46 points, only one point out of second place, uh, plus 25 goal differential. So Chelsea, uh, we talked coming into the season, Chelsea obviously won the league last year, but we looked at the offseason and said, did they really add enough pieces of quality to sustain that when everybody else was adding quality pieces? We said at the time they didn't, yeah. and third place is kind of what you expect out of that, right? Yeah. That's exactly how you would expect it to pan out. Pretty much Everybody got better except for Chelsea in the yeah, offseason. Yeah, they coasted. And, and, and they, uh, I mean, they had that, that, they dropped those points to Burnley at the beginning of the season, like, surprisingly. But, you know, turns out Burnley's not terrible. And a few people have dropped some points yeah, to Burnley. So, uh, you know, they've, they've righted the ship. Uh, Antonio Conte is probably not long for this world in Chelsea. We talked about that, actually. At the beginning of the year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, yeah, they came into the year thinking this is going to be Conte is probably year. not long for this world, and I think honestly, he's his focus is on Champions League. His focus is not really on on uh, EPL, and it's shown because the team has like sort of has dropped points in, in kind of ridiculous places. Now they had a uh, a barn burner of a match today against Arsenal. Yeah, two two um, draw. Today. Two two draw. They were uh, 
benefits benefits of a call or two. As was Arsenal, to be fair. Like yep. we can talk about Wenger and 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 Conte and Mourinho and all they're bitching about uh, referees this year, but. Um, I mean, yeah, Chelsea's been basically what I expected. I, I feel yep. like they are probably going to be in the top top four um, easily, and, and it's a matter of whether they are third or fourth, in, in my estimation. So, Well, you know, focusing on the Champions League might be the right play for the top five except for Manchester City because the league is just about out of reach for well, any that, I mean, of them. So. Here's the thing, though. With, with, with Antonio Conte, does, does, does he put all, of his, all his eggs in? If he's leaving Chelsea at the end of this year, does he put all his eggs in? Going forward in Champions League and saying "fuck the league," knowing that he might fuck Chelsea. You know, does he? Does he? This does is he not his go, problem. If he yeah, does he, I mean, he's he's won the league already. He doesn't need to worry about that. Does he just say, "You know what? We're going for Champions League. I don't really care." You know, he'll play as players, but literally, like they're going to make their run in Champions League, and they have a they have a tough. I th- don't they have a. Uh, well, they have, they have a, the Barcelona, I think, in the uh, in the Champions League. So yeah, they've got Barcelona. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, there. do, I, do you, you put your eggs in that basket and, and just hope? Or I mean, well, what, I think what, it's a false is, binary. You don't need to focus just on one. They they have a strong enough roster and enough depth that they can easily challenge for top four. They've already done the it problem this is year. they don't it's because Chelsea doesn't. Ch- I didn't say to win the league. I said to challenge for top four. Well, they certainly do for that. Chelsea doesn't. I mean, Chelsea doesn't have a ton of depth. They have. Antonio Conte, like much like Jose Mourinho, plays the exact same players every single fucking game, mm-hmm. every single fucking week. Yep. And so he got lucky last year that they didn't, have to, they didn't have to worry about Europa or Champions League. So they could just play those players every week, make, you know, probably make an FA Cup run, make a Carabao Cup run, whatever. But you don't have to worry about playing you know, multiple games in October and November and December and you know, then again in February and March where you're playing Champions League or Europa League games. Mm-hmm. They have to worry about any of that shit. So, no, do not, they? I'm I mean, do saying, they I'm have not a saying they have elite depth, but they have they have top four depth. Yeah, I mean, this is why I think Chelsea drops drops points, and I think they drop, uh, you know, maybe even out of the top four, honestly, because I think they're I think Antonio Conte looking for his next contract. I think he's going to be gunning for uh, a good. I mean, I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. I don't think they can, but I think they're, he's going to make a, trying to make a run. Like you knock off Barcelona. Anything's you possible. pretty much you yeah you yeah. maybe you want that Barcelona job next year you know or maybe you want that Real Madrid job that might be opening up with uh, Zinedine Zidane shooting the bed over there like you know opens it up so certainly or or going back to uh, La Liga or sorry uh, Syria where you with Juventus mm-hmm. or Napoli or some other place over there so that'll be a fun one to watch yeah. um, team you and I are more familiar with Liverpool sitting in fourth place forty four points um, plus twenty five goal differential also. This is, I mean, so Liverpool's just always going to challenge for fourth place, right? That's their fate. But um, they've been a hell of a lot of fun to watch this year. This is, yeah, alternatively, amazingly fun, and stupidly depressing. Oh, certainly, yeah. That that is always stupidly a piece of depressing the equation, for me. I mean, when yeah, I'm having fun with them this year, I'm having more fun. Oh God, than I've just about ever. I mean, had. they're literally they're they're the funnest team to watch. If you if you are a neutral and you just want to watch goals and like. Just wide open fucking soccer. Yep. Watch any Liverpool match. Like you yeah. don't like don't watch City matches. Don't watch Manchester United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, any other team. If you just want to watch goals, watch a fucking Liverpool match. And probably watch it with me because I will be uh, back and forth, up and down, like literally changing jer- changing jerseys in the middle of a fucking bar yep. because I'm you know, I'm just I'm a I'm a wreck. Uh, this is 
probably the funnest team in in the EPL. I mean, City's got a lot of really amazing talent and a lot of really yep. amazing goal scorers, but just in terms of like what, like the the plays I've seen, like the passes I've seen this team make uh, with the Liverpool is just absolutely bonkers. That Milner like back heel to Mane in that Leicester City match to score the game winner was insane. Yep. It was insane. Or sorry, but in the in the uh, not in, the, in that uh, Leicester in the Burnley the first Burnley, Burnley goal, yeah. Un- insane. It's, and so yeah, but of course on the other end of that is the defense. We came into this season saying that Liverpool we knew had a good offense already. It was improved in the off season, but they hadn't done enough to to patch up that defense. That yeah. so far has been the case. Do you think Virgil Van Dyke is going to make the difference? A, do you think he's going to make a difference? B, do you think he's going to make a seventy-five million pound difference or euro difference? You know what? I don't really care about seventy-five pound, seventy-five million pounds. Um, will he make a difference? Yes. Liverpool doesn't have doesn't have someone of his uh, his build who can just stand up and uh, just be an enforcer uh, in that center back position. Now, the amazing thing about Virgil Van Dyke. And honestly, so Dejan Lovren got a lot of shit. And it continues to get a lot of shit from Liverpool fans. He's actually looked really, really good when he's playing on the left, where he should be playing, where he's, that's, his, that's where his foot is, right? So he was, like, when he was getting scorched by, by Tottenham and a bunch of players, he was playing on the right. He was playing out of position uh, in that sort of right center back position. Um, Van Dyke is a is 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 in that right position. <clears throat> Lovren's actually looked really good the last few weeks. Like he's been he's headed balls out. He's been just a presence. Uh, he is comfortable with the, where the ball is going to come down and, and where he can kick it out. Uh, and so I think it's people are like, oh, it's going to be it's obviously going to be Matip and uh, and Van Dyke together. I'm like, no, no, no. It's probably going to be Van Dyke and, and Lovren. Lovren. And Matip might come in and, and spell Lovren or spell Van Dyke on occasion, you know, maybe for some cup matches or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I would be surprised if I see if we see Van Dyke before um, before the City match. Like, City match will probably be the earliest we would see him. And I'm actually probably thinking we're going to see him after the City match. Like, do you, think, do you think another center back uh, upgrade is still necessary to be genuine competitors for the league? I mean, the, you've, you've heaped some praise on Lovren here, but do you think a center back for the upgrade, league? upgrade is still better? I don't no, think we're not I, going to win the league this year. But oh. I'm saying, let, let, let's pretend we started from scratch. Obviously, next year we're gonna uh, we're gonna do this all over again. Do the, they still need to get better for at that the league position? generally? Yes. You know okay. where like, you know where we're we actually we are weak now, um, and we we well, we've always been weak is goaltender, like keeper, and it actually wouldn't surprise me if if Liverpool makes a run at John Luigi Donnarumma from AC Milan. Okay. That kid is he's an amazing goalkeeper. He's Buffon's uh successor in uh on the Italian team and he's getting shit from AC Milan fans. They hate him. And it wouldn't be surprised it, I wouldn't be surprised if we make a run at that kid. Um you know we're actually with Van Dyke and with Lovren and with Matip and Klavan. I think we're Relatively set in 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 the in the defense. If we can just get some consistency with those guys, mm-hmm. where we're weak is actually attack as like some attacking midfielders, like creative attacking midfielders. Um, Henderson is not that, not that. 
Uh, and Chan, of course, we're assuming Coutinho is gone. Chan is not that. Well, <clears throat> I'm assuming Coutinho is, is still here uh, for, the for the rest, rest of, the, of year. the year. I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming he he goes in he goes in, in in the summer transfer window. But even still, like in terms of like players who can get the ball from from the defense and then create something, Milner is is weird. I don't like Milner playing out there, but with Milner, I can. He's actually he, he's actually a relatively he's this boring ass motherfucking player, but he actually creates some like interesting passes. Like he he sees things that most people don't see. Um, Chan, Wijnaldum, uh, Ox, they just they run, and they run, and that's great. And you need those guys, but like it's just they're, they're hoofing it. They're they're booting hoofing, and I don't think that is a that's not a recipe for success, especially with it considering the the attacking talent that we have up front. Like. We need someone to be able to like get the ball to them, and feed them in creative yeah. ways. Yeah, and so so yeah, I don't want to talk a little bit too too much because that's easy to do. Yeah, it, it's, I could just talk for probably hours about Liverpool. So let's have, let's, let's, have, let's move let's on to the uh, to the next team. Yeah, uh, Tottenham is in fifth place, uh, where they're doomed forever to live. Uh, Forty points, twenty-one uh, goal differential, but they got a game in hand too. So well, they're playing West Ham tomorrow. So we'll see. Well, the Hammers, well, we'll talk about the Hammers in a little bit here. Um, so, uh, I mean, Tottenham, first of all, Harry Kane leading the league in goals. Hardly shocking there. Barely. Salah's on his He's on his, on his heels, but he is, yeah. he is leading right now. Um, what is the deal with Tottenham, and what do they need to do to, to start challenging for the top in a sincere way? I don't know, man. Like, you can honestly say that they were the second best team in England the last two years. I mean, you could, you could make that you could make that argument, like sure, that they were the second best team in England. I mean, maybe even the last three years, like they got pipped by Arsenal uh, two years ago. But I just I just don't know what else Tottenham can do. Um, they show up for some big games. They don't show up for some other games. Uh, I was reading today that they're two. They've played West Ham. Two times already this year, and uh, both the games have ended three-two. Like, that's not what a good team should do. Is you know, allow goals to West Ham United multiple times. I don't know what I know. Liverpool's done it, so don't you know? Don't at me, bros. <laughs> um, but still, like, if they're a they're a team that just drops points when they shouldn't. And I know this is much like you know, as a Liverpool fan, our team drops points a lot of times when they shouldn't. And yep. so. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that uh, does that come down to coaching or you know I think fitness or I don't think it's fitness. Um, I mean I think Deli Ali is is been hailed as like the savior of English football and I just don't think he's that good. Harry Kane, I mean Harry Kane's a, he's a he's a he's a he's a poacher and there's nothing wrong with being a poacher. You score a lot of goals that way and you know what you need your teammates to get shots and opportunities for you to do that but you know he and he does score some some amazing goals as well but not like Salah goals like he scores the occasional like you know 40 yarder or whatever where he just puts it in the corner but most more of like every time I watch a like, Harry Kane goal and to be fair Harry Kane's on my fantasy uh my fantasy soccer team so I appreciate oh yeah Harry yeah. Kane scoring all the goals that he scores but it's like yeah like it's a it's a shot that goes off the goaltender and he just like right foots it in. Right. I was like, I, I kind of I did a Harry Kane goal celebration after my uh, my goal because basically my goal was Harry Kane at goal was like, 
it, someone dummied it by accident, and I scored. So, and then yeah. whenever he does that, you give a little woo. Yeah. Uh, I yelled. I yelled. Rock me like a hurricane. Yeah. So that's a good tune. Anyways, yeah. I hate the Scorpions. Yeah. Uh, let's talk so about. Him. Let's, yeah. let's talk about LOL Sonoma. Uh, Thirty-nine points uh, plus twelve goal differential. They're bringing up the sixth spot pretty arsenal position to be in here too so um our scene insane Wenger has uh, still about 18 months left on his contract here you sign up for those fresh two here I, yeah uh, <laughs> well right. so, so i'm trying find to th- your words find yeah your words. i'm trying to think about how to how to poison the question here <laughs> hey, why, don't, why don't i why don't i pose the question this way if you're an arsenal fan you see Wenger still has this 18 months you look at the pieces that they have. Look at their performance today. Is this is the answer simply to wait 18 months, or do you think that there are a couple of silver bullets that they can add that will make next year a meaningful run? I mean, as in this hypothetical circumstance where I am, I support a terrible fucking team. Um, I don't understand. No, no. You're losing. You're definitely losing Sanchez and probably Ozil. If not in January, in the summer. And if you're not losing them in January for money, you're losing them in the summer for free. Ozil has had some sniffs here right now. So. And, if you, and if you lose them for money now... Unless you do, unless you do that business early, I don't understand what you bring in that is going to compensate. And you don't have the influx of funds to even perform that. Feat. And and if you lose them, I mean, even if you lose them for, so even if you said, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna lose Sanchez, we're losing him. What we're gonna sell him? We're not gonna sell him to City, but we're gonna sell him to some, like we're gonna sell him to some Spanish club or whatever for forty million dollars, right? Who do you bring in to replace Sanchez? And and that quality, if you are, if you actually are legitimately a, 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 a team that says, you know what, we're gonna replace like with like. If you were gonna replace Sanchez, you're gonna spend. I mean, the market's already dictated. You're spending at least 150 million dollars to replace Sanchez, and you you got him for you sold him for 40. So I know that like Arsenal is, they're very you know good club in terms of like finances and yeah. making sure that they keep all their money good i mean eventually you have sure. to spend that shit and i just don't if i'm an arsenal fan i i arsene wenger is the death of me and um you know i would have probably had a wenger out uh sign at my goddamn wedding <laughs> two years ago i like uh, so yeah. It's, it seems like it may, and I, we're neither of us are fucking businessmen nor are we uh, uh, owners of soccer teams. But it seems like the the prudent move might be to invest in youth, not in their own youth, but bring in some young guys who still could be blooded that still have the opportunity to grow into somebody who could be your uh, Sanchez type of replacement. But or, you can get them at a reasonable cost. Yeah, like a there's Philip, a there's a Philip Coutinho esque. Like player. well, Liverpool has done really really well yeah. at that over the last five six seven years, where we've we've gotten guys young. Or guys like, honestly, Luis Suarez, who was a bit of a cast-off at the time that they got him yeah. and turned him into something that was really you know, useful and the club was able to do something with him. 
that may be Arsenal's rebuilding, perhaps, right now, is a bit of the Liverpool approach. Get some young guys, turn them into great guys. Hopefully there's a gamble that comes with that. And if you can do that, you can hopefully start to turn around some dollars in a positive way. But like you said, they're on the, they're on the wrong end of uh, some tough contracts and stuff right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, bottom of the table. What's, yeah. what's, I'm just gonna, what's gonna, let's barrel through these four really quickly. And then we'll talk about them generally. Yeah, that's what, do you want to start um, from the very bottom, or do you, I, I included the bottom four here. Yeah. About, so. Well, I mean, it's it's weird because the uh, the actual the EPL is uh, every team below the the top ten is within like four four uh, four points of it's, relegation. It's relatively common. Yeah. It's a, it's a top heavy league, but which makes still, the bottom of the table stuff really fun to watch over the course of the year. Yeah. So, so it's. So yeah, so we have so we have Southampton with at twenty points, Stoke City's also at twenty points. They're in uh, they're in seventeenth place. They're in the, actually in the relegation zone. Southampton's just above them, yep. uh, based on goal differential. Stoke City's given up negative uh, twenty four goal differential. Yep. Holy shit, Stoke Worst City. Worst in the league. Holy shit. Uh, West Bromwich Albion is at sixteen points. They're in nineteenth place, and Swansea City with sixteen points is uh, also sixteen points. But a negative twenty-one goal differential. Yeah, sad they're in stuff the, uh, down here at the bottom. they're they're bottom bottom dwellers. So, well, can I just jump out with Swansea? I mean, they, they they've been they've been the hardest to watch. They haven't even probably been the worst team yeah. in my opinion, but it's been the hardest to watch them struggle. I think um, you you know that they've had good pieces over the la- over their Premier League run here this time that they've lost, and then to to, to watch this happen to them. Um, I would like to see them stay up. I like that club. Um, I still think that they can. They are only a couple of good games, a, a nice, you know, a five-game run where they're getting points out of most games of getting out of that, and I actually think Swansea is good enough to do that. They just haven't been so far. I, in, in other words, I think that their bad performance, th- their performance this bad, is not sustainable. That's fair. Um, I had a... Uh I can't remember what it was. It was actually it was a stat. <clears throat> it was actually like the fifteenth game of the EPL season that Manchester City had more points after fifteen games than the like twelfth best team in the EPL last year. Like they That's had secured insane. they had secured a secured twelfth spot. Secured twelfth spot fifteen games into the season. It was kind of it was kind of bonkers. So um I mean, Swansea is. I think Swansea's. I think Swansea's going down. Okay. Uh, they're. I, I know they, they've sort of. They've kind of started to write the ship, but they're. They're just so erratic in in how they oh, play. Oh yeah, they're, they're not a good team. And it's. Um, they can either they can either like. Do the thing where they score three goals, or, they get shut out and they and they you know it's five nothing against Liverpool. You know like. Right, and I don't think it's necessarily. I mean, I know they switched managers, and 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 they've you know mostly righted the ship there, but you know they're at sixteen points. Um, there's another team at sixteen points, and then there's a there's a you know a, a four point gap between the between the seventeenth place team. So like, you got to make up some points there, and I'm not exactly yep. sure if they can make up those points. So okay, well we'll fight about that for the rest of our lives. Sure, uh, West Brom. 16 points also, much more respectable, relatively uh, negative 14 goal differential there. 
Um, I have nothing to say about West Brom except I had them pegged at about a, about a tenth place team, and I fucking swung and went. Missed yeah, on that. Tony Pulis fucked that shit up. Yeah. Man. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Which, fuck Tony Pulis. By yeah. Me. Stoke City. We can talk about Stoke City a little bit. Mark Hughes is not long for this world, probably. No, no. They're going to kill him. Yeah. He'll and be dead. So, Southampton as well. 20 points. Yeah, so, um, so, so the problem with Stoke is that they've had some spectacular losses. Uh, you know, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the... Uh, they gave up the most goals of any um, game this year against Manchester City. I think they gave up like seven, you know. So when you're doing that, your goal differential is going to look shitty. They have been bad. Um, honestly, I like Southampton among the 20-point teams to be the one to stay up. Easy to say, obviously, when they're currently sitting in the 16th spot. Um, but Southampton is a little bit more well-rounded and a little bit less prone to give up the spectacular type of result. All right, well, I kind of disagree with we you there. Barreled, we barreled. Yeah. That's yeah. the depressing end of the table. We don't All have right. to fucking linger on that. So moving on. <clears throat> so let's talk about our you know, biggest pleasant surprise. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Yeah. Because I kind of agree with you, but I have, I, have a, I have a slightly altered take on that one. So. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, so so it, why don't you tell me your biggest pleasant surprise? Biggest pleasant surprise, uh, Burnley. Uh, ah, they're, they're in seventh place right now. Nobody saw that coming, us least of all. I think I had them in the relegation battle, to be honest with you. Um, I believe the seventh place is deserved. Um, they've showed their quality by almost escaping against Liverpool uh, last week. Um, the thing is, they've done it entirely on their defense. They have only conceded 19 goals this year. That is fourth best in the Premier League, so that's awesome. But the problem is... They've only scored 14, uh, 19 goals as well, which is fourth worst in the Premier League. So they are Greece 2004-ing this shit all the yeah. way to seventh place, which maybe is exactly the kind of thing that they need to be doing for a club of their stature, finances, all that kind of stuff. It's working for them. And well, yeah, and they're not fun to watch. But, no, they're, but they're not. God, God bless them. They're doing it the way they, they are not. So. Well, I mean, Sean Deitch is... Uh I mean, he's geared himself up for probably a, a, another position. I know Liver, uh, not Liverpool, Everton. We're talking to him about taking over the Everton job before uh, After, uh, they give it to Big Sam. Um, you know, before they give it to Big, Big Sam. Sam. So you know, I, I, Burnley. Burnley is definitely my biggest pleasant surprise. I agree with you 100. Um, percent If I have to pick something else, I would say David Moyes. Oh, what? Yeah. You just shat on David, David Moyes. Moyes' chest earlier in this podcast. Um, so he's a misogynistic asshole. Let's be fair. We're not going to dispute that. He, Can we say that he's ugly also? He's also not attractive. He looks like a frog. Yeah. Like if a frog got old. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> There's time, like a French person at first. I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> no, no. No, like an actual frog. Uh, yeah. A real frog. No, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I, no, 100%. <laughs> get it. If like Pepe the Frog... Grew up and became an old he, person. What he looks Moyes. like? He, he he looks like he looks like somebody went crazy, like an old man went crazy and killed Arsene Wenger and <laughs> cut his face off and put it over his own head and wore his skin around like a mask. That's what he looks like. Okay, all right. He, you know what? Here's the thing. Pleasant surprise for me. Like he has failed at every single job since United. It's, it's not been a good run. Or since Everton, basically, yeah, but yeah. Um, and to be so fair, Sociedad, the, the Man United job was always going to be a losing job. Yeah, it but was. But he's a loser. It also. was. He was also a loser. He has righted the hammers, right? He's 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 got them out of out of the relegation zone, um, moving in the right direction. Now, 
I did look up. He still does have the worst winning percentage of West Ham managers in history. So there's that. But he's only had 11 games, so we'll give him some time. So outside of Burnley, because you picked Burnley, I didn't want to pick the same thing that, as you. I, I'll, I'll give Moyes. David Moyes has been the biggest surprise. I, and also I listened to him on the uh, ESPN FC uh, podcast. Uh beginning of the year and he was he's a very charming eloquent Massage guy dude. so yeah you know he's you One know you know you know a lot of uh, a lot of uh a lot of serial killers are, are very charming people. very charming I'm glad people we went so. the same place at the same yeah, time yeah let's go all right biggest appointment disappointment for you uh it's got to be west ham uh actually uh, you, you're talking about how they're writing the ship i actually they're writing the ship though man i had them pegged as a as a top yeah that was uh, almost at top of the table top so, half of the table team i was really hot so biggest appointment is you not them well no because i was right and they're underperforming <laughs> that doesn't make me wrong just because they're bad um, okay. I, I, that's a fucking Donald Trump oh. sense of logic. Right <laughs> um, so, so I thought I actually had them pegged a challenge for Europe. Obviously, that's not true. But here's so disappointing, extremely disappointing. But my thought is, you got a team with Andy Carroll. Make all your Andy Carroll jokes, whatever. For a team like West Ham, Andy Carroll is a fine striker to have on a team of West Ham's caliber. For uh, they got Chicharito. They've got Joe Hart. They've got obviously David Moyes. Well, Joe Hart's not playing anymore. Worse. Right, but I'm saying that that was the team coming into this, yeah. and now they've still got a lot of those pieces. You said they're riding the ship. I think that they've been playing unsustainably poor given those pieces. Remember, you know, again, make your Andy Carroll jokes, but your fucking Stoke Cities don't have really an Andy Carroll. You know, they should be outperforming the relegation zone teams, and I think that you're going to see them start to do that. But the fact that it's even a battle is hugely disappointing to me. Oh, let, let me make this point, because I did some fucking research, and I'm not going to let it go to waste. <laughs> Another okay. problem they've had, and part of what's what's been underlying that, is they only have three players on their entire roster who have started more than 15 games. So the turnover, injuries and absences, all that stuff has really added up, and um, and that's been part of the problem, I think. That's her? It I, is fair, yeah. It's yeah. fucking right on the rules. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, I think... Uh, Moises sort of tried to write that wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. A frog, an old frog. An old frog. Uh, who's your biggest <laughs> disappointment? I should say, who frog. is your biggest disappointment? What is your biggest disappointment? Because it could be fucking official. You know, it, it, it's know. kind of it's kind of a couple things. Uh, so Southampton actually is my biggest disappointment, mostly just because I didn't expect. I lo- looked at the uh, the EPL table today as we were sort of going back and forth on sort of what we we're going to talk about today. I was like. And I saw them, they're, they're like in a relegation battle. I'm like, holy shit, how did this happen? Um, I mean, this te- this is a team that, this is like the Liverpool feeder team, which yeah, is Yeah, I was going to say, what do you expect <laughs> when you're a farm team? But Pellegrino, and I, so I went back and looked at some of their results. Pellegrino's been dreadful. They've, they've had really weird team selections. Um, they just sold Van Dyke to Liverpool for, I mean, granted, for $75 million now, or 75 million pounds. What are they gonna do with that? I don't know. Like, can can they bring money people They're in? They're gonna sign more feeder players. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Not in probably not in the January window. Um, no, no, not right now. But you, but here's the thing with South. Even even as as Southampton has been selling players to uh, Liverpool, they've consistently been in the Europa mix, and they're and they're just they're not. I don't think they will be. I mean, again, it's granted like the. 
after the bottom seven, it's it's a fucking free for all in terms of points. Like everybody's within like like ten ten points of each other. So yeah. it's anybody's game in in that like that bottom like you know two thirds of the league basically. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's you know that's crazy. Um, but also you know I'm really also thinking about uh, Everton here because Everton just really shit the bed. I mean, think uh, about how I mean. I mean, they're top half of the table now. Think about what that would have looked like if they hadn't spent the first, what was it, ten, fifteen games. Everton or so, crushingly yes. poor. Everton, they crashed out of Europa, like oh. dramatically crashed oh, yeah. out of Europa. Like they didn't win a game. I think they won one game in Europa. I take that back. Sorry, Everton. Um, and I'm saying this now that I know because I know that Liverpool plays Everton on Friday in the FA Cup <laughs> at Anfield. I'm sure. We'll, Everton will probably show up for that game and beat Liverpool, and then it'll be, you know, whatever. Then we can just focus on the stuff that matters. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you know, the other, yeah, so Everton, like, really, like, they they were in that relegation zone for a long fucking time. I mean, I'm glad Big Sam showed up and saved your goddamn season, and you got a really shitty penalty call and and and, <laughs> score and managed to, you know, tie a game at uh, at uh, at Anfield. So, yeah, those are my biggest disappointments this year. So, <laughs> um, well, good for Big Sam, and uh, I hate Everton still. Um, your weirdest surprise, and then we'll go into some some predictions here. Your weirdest surprise of the year: uh, the fact that Mike, Ash- Mike Ashley still owns Newcastle. Really? Period. Yeah. I mean, I think so. If I'm very, I mean, I don't know how much of our people, our listeners, know about Mike Ashley in Newcastle. Mike Ashley is a goddamn con man. Um, who owns Newcastle? It's fucking terrible. Uh, Newcastle is probably going down if Mike Ashley continues to own Newcastle because he refuses to spend money. Period. And he's a terrible American owner of a fucking classic soccer team and that is like that is my biggest weirdest surprise so i think we need to have a an american owners in uh, european soccer podcast uh one of these times we're gonna fucking sure. run out of ideas so we might you as know well. what our favorite team is owned by family sports group they do a yes they are pretty good goddamn good job so they're all right yep yeah. um so i'm gonna give you two for for weirdest surprise first of all i'm surprised that sala is sitting on 17 goals one goal off the uh scoring lead I'm not surprised that he's good. We knew he was good. I'm surprised that he's hit the ground running the way that he has. That he's had the uh, immense success that he's had. He does it from all over. He's just been a fucking joy to watch. So, so you know I, I the, find that to be a weird surprise. I, you know who the top goal scorer of last year for Liverpool was? No, I don't. It was Coutinho with 15 goals. Was it? So, Salah already has 23 goals. and This is in all competitions. Right, right. Coutinho, so Salah has 23 goals in all competitions. Um, Firmino has 15 goals in all competitions. Coutinho has 12 goals Salah. in all competitions. Salah, blowing it away. And remember, that's a great Barcelona. That's a great surprise. Barcelona is going to pay 490 million dollars for Coutinho too. So yeah. Lord knows what we get to sell Salah for. Um, so my second uh, weird surprise here is that um, the top three positions on the assists chart. Are all players playing for Manchester City? Yeah, that I mean, they score. They, sc- they scored they 60 score goals, a lot of dude. goals. Yeah, <laughs> that's a st- Kevin De Bruyne that's a gives a lot of assists. Number to me, there are three fucking players at the top who yeah. are all part of the same team. That's a testament not only to how good their offense is as a whole, but how 
it's good from side to side and top to bottom. Yeah. It is all good. It's, so. They're they're fucking insane. They're, they're insane. All right. So let's let's call this a, uh, predictions. We're we're at about the halfway point ish of the season. So who's gonna finish top four for right. uh, EPL? One to four. I have City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs. In that order? Yep, in that order. You got you got the Tottenham's popping up, huh? Oh, yeah, I do. Have them pipping. What the fuck United. is gonna happen to United? Jose Mourinho. He's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> fucking like, he's gonna park in, the bus and implode. Run out of gas. All right. Yeah. Um, so this sounds really lame, but I've got the same four teams that are currently in the top four in the exact same order: Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool. I think they're mostly where they deserve to be. The only competition that I'm seeing for that 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 bunch of spots is Tottenham challenging for that fourth spot. I don't think that they're gonna do it. I think Liverpool is good enough to fend them off, but that's the only place I see competition. I think these teams are where they're at. So who's going to finish bottom three? Who gets uh, booted the fuck into obscurity? Uh, I got Newcastle, West Brom, and the Swans. What do I feel like your Newcastle call is more personal than professional? I fucking love Rafa Benitez, dude. All right. He's, All a, right. he's, a, he's a Liverpool guy, he's a Liverpool man. Like legend. Yeah. I think also, I th- statistically, not a good manager with Liverpool. Yeah, no, I think Newcastle, West Brom, and Swans uh, <laughs> go down. So what so, do you got? Uh, my maybe semi-controversial call here is AFC Bournemouth. They're actually up in something like 14th place right now. But as you mentioned, the bottom of the table really I tight. I think Newcastle is ahead of West Brom right now. Um, they are. They're certainly ahead. Yeah. West, West Brom is Newcastle's in 13th. Right yeah, Newcastle's and Bournemouth is, okay is in 15th. Right so I think uh, my I, mine's more controversial. Oh, it's cer- no, this is my most controversial. It's, n- it's not <laughs> okay. nearly as controversial okay. as yours. Uh, and, and then I've got Stoke, whom you don't have going down. Yeah. And I've got West Brom. West Brom, the only team West we can Brom actually agree on. Goddamn Interestingly, shit, man. neither of us have Swansea going down. No. Who well, no, is I, no, I have dead the Swans. last right now. No, you don't. I have Swans. Oh, you typed Newcastle, Swans. West Brom, Swans. I was looking for Swansea City. Yeah. You typed Swans. No, Swans. no you have them fucking dead last. Yeah, they're, d- <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're not going. They're, yeah, they're going dead last, dude. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I Sorry. was misreading your little notes. Um, oh, hey, okay. so before we before we jump into like the side Minnesota United FC yeah, yeah. Uh, portion, can we talk about Champions League quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk Champions who, League. Five teams who do you there. think? So we have all five of the English teams advanced to the uh, knockout round. Which is round of 16, Fun basically. For Who do you see going furthest in Champions League? Uh, and where do they end up? Well, so I have to say Manchester City because I think Manchester City is certainly the best team. They've got, we'll call it the relative cupcake in playing Basel to, to in this next round. Oh, yeah, play Porto. We get, we get Porto, so. Oh, oh we're, you know, we're good. So, so for the first round, yes, I think Liverpool is going to advance. We've got Porto. We can beat Porto. Manchester City certainly can beat Basel. So, but after that, you know, who fucking knows what's going to happen? If I had to just bank on not knowing anything beyond that, I'd certainly take Man City over Liverpool for going deep. Chelsea is not going to advance past Barcelona, so you know they're out of the equation there. Um, yeah, I think it's got to be Man City. That's going to go furthest. Certainly, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So Liverpool. They bring in the best defender in the EPL. Yes. Um, who's not cup-tied. So he can play in uh, in Champions League matches. And I think this is where Virgil will get his, uh, his, like, his big, big matches. Um, and who, like, what other team in the Champions League other than, like, I put... I put our attack up against 
pretty much every other attack in you the can't. Champions League. Man City has over 60 goals. We have a great attack, and we only have an upper 40s. Great. So, yeah, so they're they're going to be Basel. Cool. Yeah, and they awesome. have the talent We're going to be Porto, and that's cool, too. Um, so we the earliest we can play them is next round, right? We're probably not going to play them next round. No, probably not. But why can't why can't Liverpool like make it to the you know to the semis or the finals? I didn't say that they couldn't. Well, no, you but you were you saying Man City is going to go further? I'm thinking yes, Liverpool. Yes, they're going to go further. I think Liverpool is going to go further. Liverpool could go all the way to the finals. I have no idea. But however far they go, they will inevitably be cut off at least by Man City. They could both go to the final. I don't fucking know. But there's no way that you can get me to believe that a team, Liverpool, who has a good attack but has had a questionable defense until now we have a new signing who at the very least take time to integrate and stuff, can be expected at least to beat a team whose 20 goals they're better on the attack and who hasn't had the same defensive woes that we've had. There's no way that math makes sense (laughs) to me. All right, so Liverpool's going to beat Man City on January 14th. And going to go further than Man City in Champions League this year. Okay. Well, I, I, nobody wants that to happen more than me, but <laughs> I, I, if you wanted me to stake my mortgage on it, I don't see how that would make any all sense right. at all. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, moving along. All right, yeah. So, Before we have a fucking fist fight. Yeah. We wanted to talk Minnesota United. Right. Chirp, chirp, against our chirp, better, against chirp, our fucking, chirp, chirp, be- is that? Chirp, I assume chirp, that's a cricket, not a chirp, bird or a, a fucking baby loon or something. Um, so, there's not too much to talk about. So instead, um, first of all, let me get a very brief because we talk about this all day. We're gonna talk Minnesota United now. What is your one or two sentence take on the limited transfer window action so far? Um. Meh. So you're not, it's not even like fury or anything. It's more like resigned disinterest. I've I've known this team for far too many years. Hey, hey, hey. That is not fair. Our last year in NASL, we fucking rolled up the sleeves, rolled out the gold, and we had Lance Lang and Stefano Pino. We basically signed everybody who'd ever won an award in the league all at once and said, big fat dicks on the table. Like, there was a time. Yeah, we did. Exactly late, what we late, did. late. We did. We didn't. We didn't do anything early. We. Uh, it was all fucking late shit. You were. You were the fucking like hashtag panic thing came from. It's because this fucking team waits to the last goddamn minute to sign. Okay. So anybody. It, so your point is that that happened late in the off season. So yeah. Okay. 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 And we've done nothing. So. Yeah. Well. Nah. So. So is, your, is. So is your. I mean, I'm. 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 I'm pessimistically uh, disinclined to really support this team, but <laughs> we should have a podcast about the team. Yeah. <laughs> That's that would, okay. That we'll, would be a good thing. We'll find it. We'll find another Dave. Don't Eventually worry about it. Eventually we will. I, so my, my take is this. I do believe that there's strategy mm-hmm. happening behind closed doors. You can't talk about the strategy publicly and be like, don't worry guys, we're doing X, Y, and Z because that fucks up your You know what? To- I'm sure there is too, but... The last several years, we've seen this team operate, and I don't give this team the benefit of the fucking doubt at all. Ever well, if you would have listened to my whole thought, you would have known that I don't either. Okay. But you couldn't do that. 
Sorry. No, I couldn't. I no, you to, fucking I hit, couldn't. No. I interject. Sorry. I, I'm sure I, I there's apologize, something man. happening, but nothing that's happened so far with the team in its MLS experience has led me to believe that that's going to turn into uh, meaningful signings. Uh, when I hear the team, what it chooses to say publicly, that is where things get a little frustrating for me because you hear Manny Lago say in an interview with 55-1 things like, um, we don't want to rush anything. Nobody's making you rush. You could be signing signings right now that have been months in the process. You don't have to just first start even having conversations or scouting dudes as soon as the offseason hits, as soon as MLS Cup is done. There's no reason you can't be doing some of this work. So those are the kinds of comments that hint that either they're trying to just throw smoke all over the trail so nobody knows what the hell they're doing, which I guess could be the strategy, or that they really are kind of confused and they don't really know how to talk around it. And that is scary to me, but not surprising. Scary, not surprising. That's... <laughs> It's also frustrating. Oh, certainly, yeah. It's fr- You know what's super frustrating? is, And this isn't necessarily the team's fault specifically, but when I and some of my peers get grief in social media and other forums from people like the announcer, Cal Williams, or um, from uh, who's, who's the other big one for this? Um, um, Jamie, Jamie Watson had done this a little bit too, saying, come on, guys, you got to be supportive. That's enough of this. You know, we start from a, we start from a place of, doubt and cynicism and stuff. we actually uh, trying to teach us how to fan you don't teach us how to fan okay yeah those guys are paid by the team too so we look look we <laughs> those guys are paid by the team so <coughs> they're like nope. they're they're throwing themselves on the grenades right like right they're, I, like they're the they're the, the super troopers like throwing, them, throwing themselves on the I grenades. get what they're doing and it's you know ridiculous. what fuck this team we are the most dedicated fans out there we're bringing a lot more fans to the games through stuff like what you and i are doing right now than we are losing through any cynicism that we express on yeah. social media and other places so that's a ridiculous ask and they can go to hell yeah so i mean i i dude i 100 agree with you and it's it's really fucking frustrating um, I mean, at the soccer tournament I was at, like I hung out with Amos and Manny, and you you don't even you try to talk to them at all about this shit, and they're just like they're like, oh. In, I understand like there's some sort of like, oh yeah, I want to keep this sort of secrecy, but I, I also part of me when I talk about it is I think they just don't know. I just, and this is me as a person, and not like I'm not a journalist. I don't have, like, this sort of intuition about what someone's doing. I just don't think they know what the fuck's going on. And that is really... It's, it's, it's frustrating to me. It's, it's also depressing because I really want the people that, I, that I've watched play soccer, Manny and, um, and Amos and, like, those guys. Like, I want them to be successful. I want them mm-hmm. to, to be, like great execs and and lead this team to victory but i don't i don't want to hate someone you love i don't think they can do it i do not and i'm going to say that right now i do not think they can do it they have the talent for their role i don't think they i don't think they do okay period you know and one of the things and this is not specifically just on a may on a amos or on a manny but i think it's organizational is that and trust me i'm part of a big old corporation i know how this game is played and stuff that when somebody asks you what's happening in the offseason, you don't have to say, well, we're chasing Virgil van Dyke because you're just playing all your cards on the table. But you have a strategy and a byline that you can give that you say, here's our strategy. 
We're going to take two quiet years. We're going to try to build from the back. We're going to try to focus on our defense and build a good defensive core. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to try to invest in a ton of youth and hope that a lot of that youth can come to fruition so that three years from now, we're really hitting a full stride. Yeah. You've said a strategy without giving away particulars that blow yeah. some cover or something. I just made that up, and it sounded really attractive. <laughs> no, that sounds amazing. But, and if they said something like, which is clear, we're one of the oldest teams in the league, so clearly that's not specifically their strategy. Yeah. But if they said, well, here is the overarching mindset behind this, you could at least say, fine, I, I don't know the particulars, but I know there's a process, and I have a little bit more faith in a process. Yeah. But nobody's been able to articulate something like that. What they have articulated is the strategy is, well, we're spending a lot of money on a stadium, and we're still putting a lot of fans in stands. Yeah. Like, that's the personnel strategy. That's not so, a personnel strategy. Yeah, basically it's like, do I mean, do, <coughs> do Amos and, and Manny have a spot in this front office? Yes, they do. Are they the spots they're at right now? Absolutely not. No. Like, in fact, and, and, and I've, I've slowly climbed on the Heath out wagon, but I have always and probably continue at this point to have more faith in Heath as a coach than I've had in Amos and Manny as some um, front office, let's find the guys. Yeah. People. So that's my opinion. You know, and, and like I said, I, I, I love those guys. Like, I've hung out with those guys. Those are, they're, they're good dudes. I'm just, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't deal with their bullshit, with... They're not talking to media. They're just like, just let us know what your fucking plan is. If you if you have a plan, just let us know what your like just the general outlines of your plan. Like you, like you mentioned, like, hey, here's here's what we're targeting. Here's what we're looking at. Here's where here's where we our influences are are are. You don't have to say players. You don't have to say uh, tactics. You just say you know what you know what we're looking for. These particular, like, you're going to Scandinavia, you're going to Costa Rica. Like, here's the kind of player that we're looking for there. All I see is that you you have you you eventually get a drum tease on, which is great, and then you mostly get a lot of uh, human fecal matter. Yeah, is the words you're looking Johan for. Johan Venegas, human fecal matters. So, I don't know. What do you so? Oh, like we said, all the God, I, I really, there. you know, we're getting really, we're getting really close to our one year anniversary on, on this podcast. By the way, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Christ. do you think we've been doing this thing for almost a year? This is episode forty-two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where all the time and money went. Neither does my wife. In your pocket and our time. The money went in my pocket. Oh, no, you, yeah, money, all money, that hidden money ad came revenue. Out of your pocket. <laughs> out of no, your pocket. So you know what? Whatever happens with this team, I've had a good time doing this, and um, uh, I'll keep doing it until I'm sick of it, until I'm yeah. dead. So. All right. So let's talk about some, some fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of weird predictions, and then we'll take questions Okay. from yeah. our callers. That sounds we don't good. have any callers, by the way. Um, so my question, weird question, if we'd had our end-of-the-year roster from last year, uh, for all of 2017, how much different do you think our overall results would have been? So, Vadim was off the roster earlier. Cronin. Cro yeah, Rock, we, st we started the season with Cronin. Boxel. We started the season with Boxel. We started with Nicholson. Birch. We started with Finley. We started with uh, Birch. Yep. Assuming our end of the year roster was all a healthy one, what does that? What does our season look like if we started? I don't know. With it's, that? It's potentially a 
Honestly, that's potentially a playoff team. That's you think so? That's I think that's yeah. I mean, which part I think, of the reason I because because you know um, I'm I'm not always just trying to give benefits the doubt uh, benefit of the doubt to the team, but what I yeah. what I'm more interested in is finding out what's going on. It's, it's not enough for me to just sit and say, well, fuck this and fuck that. You know, I, I want to think about this kind of logically. Is it possible that they have secretly, quietly put together a really good team, but that was on the heels of a really poor team? <laughs> that a really good team? No. Uh, a, a competent team that could potentially challenge for a playoff spot? Yes. So now the problem is, though, like that LAFC is like coming into the league and they're doing really amazing shit. So... Like Benny Failhaber today. Yeah, they said, yeah, Benny Failhaber. And they've signed uh, a bunch of defenders who are like MLS defenders, who like, which is, if you're going to, you're going to put your stock in one position with MLS players. It's goddamn defenders. They know yep. how to play in this league. And yep. that's what LAFC has done. That's what Bob Bradley has done because Bob Bradley is a really good fucking coach. And so, so yeah, if this team had had the players that they ended with in 2017 uh, at the beginning of the year, this yeah, the team's definitely a playoff team. The team pips San, uh, San Jose by probably a lot, actually. That team... San Jose team by like sucked. yeah, San Jose was the worst playoff team that team. ever made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if we have that team from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, with no injuries, yeah, that that's a that's that's easily the sixth seed, and it's probably a uh, maybe even a five or a four seed. All right, so honestly, so I told you all that negative stuff about United, how I was frustrated, didn't see the team strategy, all that. So I don't want you to give me a bunch of shit now for saying. Maybe the team has has been cleverer than we've given it credit for, but it didn't really have time to, to truly shine last year. It's a thought. No. Thank you for indulging me. Um, no, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Like, So what you're saying is that they raided the ship. Uh, yes. Which is, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's 100% accept and it's, agree with that. However, they fucked the shit... The they ship up the ship, so yeah. <laughs> they fucked the shit. They fucked the ship up so bad that like writing the ship writing, was yeah. basically like not drowning everybody. Like, well, but the like they w- it wasn't like it wasn't like oh hey we're we're changing a direction so we can go in the right direction. It was like oh shit this is the fucking Titanic and here. they they got people in to like make it not the Titanic and just like make the ship go in a direction, but they didn't any actually direction, like write yeah. the ship. So okay, let's not give them. Too much credit. That, that's fair. That makes sense. The other half of, of the reason for doing that, I think, is to think. So we didn't make any signings. Or we have, we've we've made two signings, which are really depth signings. So even if we made no signings, I'm trying to think like, what does our roster look like on opening day? How competitive is it? How is you know this and that? It's the worst. Maybe it's it's, it's the worst team in the league right now. The the team we have right now, you believe, is the worst team yes. in the league. Okay. So what would have been a playoff team last year is now the worst team in the league. Cons- well. Considering that we have no depth, yes, it's the worst team in the we league. Did, we did lose a lot of depth. Yep. Yeah, that's I mean, true. If anybody gets injured, well, we found that fucked. out last year. Yeah, we we had some some problems last year where people would and, just die. And, <laughs> and we, yeah, we and we well, we didn't actually have depth at the right positions, and then those positions got fucked. And then yep. yeah, I mean we have we have uh, if every if every eleven plays, I'll do one more of those. Thank you. If every eleven plays. This is not the worst team in the world. But they have to play every match. Right. From now 
like through the season, which is right. insane and not going to happen. So right. I got gotcha. you. I mean, yeah, and, 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 by, and by, by what I say by that, I mean, I mean this, this team is probably maybe a potentially a playoff team. So this is like a, a five or six seed in the playoffs. This is not a good team mm-hmm. right now. But they're, um, they're if, competitors. If all 11 play every single minute, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. It's maybe a playoff team, maybe. But, of course, we know it won't happen, so, so, so you need to focus on the depth. And ideally, no, you're focusing not. on strength that is pushing our current starters into depth, not signing guys like Tyrone Mears, who is going to give you starts this year. He's going to. Yeah, but he's clearly signed that. for depth rather than signing as a starter, pushing uh, somebody else to depth. God, I hope so. so. That, yeah. So do you think we're going to sign a DP this offseason? I don't know. I don't know, man. Do you? I, I was talking to my grandma this weekend, and I was like, and she was asking about soccer. Like, oh, I, I know you're into the soccer thing. And I was like, yeah. And she said, uh, you know, do you guys have any good players? I said, no, we don't have any DPs. And she said, what's a DP? And I said, well, Google it. Dick penetration. <laughs> this is the worst podcast. Dong ever. party. Dong party, yeah. No, so she did a video Google search for DP. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> so... Here's my thought. Um, I think we are. We've heard sniffs <sighs> of rumors from Jeff Reuter, who's as close to it as anybody. Reuter. I know. I'm just fucking with him. I still, uh, <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening, I still have a book that hey, I can get back to you. you. Come on to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we've heard sniffs of them looking at a DP. He's mentioned that they're trying to look for not a number 10, but more like a number 6, number 8. So I think there's at least conversation happening there. I truly believe it could happen. I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know. How competitive is it going to be? It's not going to be Almiron. It's not. But is it going to be, you know, Failhaber quality? Even well, no, so it's, we'll, it won't because Failhaber just went to. Uh, you get my LAFC. you get my point though. Like, you know, <laughs> what what are we trying to compare quality to? Uh, well, a six, um, a six or eight would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, we don't need any wingers. Even obviously, even if we sign a DP winger, it'd still be better than the wingers we have. But it's not uh, the wingers we need. Yeah. We need depth at other positions. A six or eight would be amazing. That would be great. Um, So, uh, weird random prediction, then we'll take questions. When is the first time this team is going to win a trophy? We want to make predictions about uh, Minnesota United uh, FC. A trophy? Yeah. Let's see, it's 2018 now? Yeah. Yeah, it's 2018 now. Let's say they're going to win Open Cup in 2021. Open Cup. Open Cup. 2021. Wow. I think they win MLS Cup in 2027. Yeah, I I didn't Boom. think uh, I didn't think at all of the trophy that they would win, but I think they'll win Concacaf s- Champions League <laughs> in 2024. What? There you go. There you go. What That's, do you got? Okay, I, uh, I I said 2025 would be the first time they would win something. I didn't know what it was it would be at all. It's probably not going to be the Shield because it's not the kind of team we are. We're not Shield winners, you know. Um, but I, th- I, I think the we'll shield. back into something. I didn't even consider the Shield. 
Well, the shield, you have to be too good for too long, and I don't yeah. think that this team is that. But you can get lucky or go on a hot streak in the playoffs. I think we're capable of doing that. And the Open Cup is a small enough sample size that half the teams don't even take seriously. Yeah. I think we could win that. Yeah, I think what a depressing bout of logic. Like, like even in talking about winning trophies, we're like, well, what's the fucking lowest bar that we could possibly? Yeah, uh, that one. All right, fair enough. All right, let's take some questions from our dedicated listeners. Uh, all right, so we have we have several questions uh, via Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can always uh, hit us up at TDIKMN if you have questions. Uh, please do that, or at uh, the Dave's I know I meant at gmail.com. Or I think it's Dave's I know I'm in a Gmail account. I don't know what it's <laughs> Pretty it close, is. yeah. Yeah. Um, so Colin Solberg, uh, a contributor to Dave's I Know, uh, asks us, what's your ideal Minnesota United FC away day in 2018? Early warm trip to Orlando, late fall trip to NYC, a three-day tour of KSC that only stops at barbecue places? Did you call it KFC? All right. Of, yeah, K, uh, sorry. <laughs> Three of, of KFC. K, of Casey, <laughs> sorry. Casey. Casey is amazing barbecue. Um, so what is your answer to that question? My answer to that question, well, I don't want to go to Kansas City uh, because we went to Kansas City last year. I had a good time, but... Um, but, a, but a three-day bus trip I've spent, where you only stop at, ca- at barbecue uh, restaurants. I've spent a lot of time. Sounds pretty fucking amazing. I've spent a lot of time in Kansas City, though. I've like been to a lot of good barbecue places. I'd, I'd want to go something new. Orlando is the devil's pit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, New York City because I've never been to New York City. Ah. And in the late fall, when the buildings turn all gold and uh, orange and uh, red, beautiful. All right. I'm going to say that uh, any trip to Colorado... So I like smoking weed. Um, but also I heard uh, that DC United is going to have – and the schedule is probably going to drop tomorrow or today if you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, and today. It actually gets posted. Yeah, this is live. Um, that DC United is playing 15 of their 20 home games uh, in DC – after uh, September. Because of the stadium stuff. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to say the Minnesota United trip to D.C. in September. And then just hang out and just see game after game. Well, it's, it's kind of amazing because Washington, D.C. has League of the Weed. And there's all the museums and shit. So you just make a... Like a really long museum pot museum yeah. pot tour. So, so that so yeah. So the fucking Declaration Rap- of Independence Rapids, is coming right at me. Rapids or or uh, DC United. God, so. you are a broken yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, give us our next question. All right. So Edu Rosales asked us on Facebook. Every time I download something off the internet, it's a pirated copy of the play Hamilton. How do I stop that? So, first of all. The reason that's happening, I don't know if you're aware of this, but apparently someone or some people keep uploading Hamilton to Pornhub. Yep. So I, I told I told a dude to stop going stop on downloading Pornhub. videos from Pornhub. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So number one, uh, does he have such a poor internet connection that he's like, I might need this later. I, I don't download I, it. I don't understand. Or who's because, sharing? Yeah, because I because like, and mostly I was like, just don't download porn videos. Like you can just. You can watch them online for yeah. free. Via yeah, the, totally same, the same technology that you yeah. used to obtain them in the first place. Why are you downloading He's fucking them? burning discs or he's sharing with friends. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Adu, <laughs> please, just 
generally stop downloading porn. Well, and watch what it is before you download it. Like, if you think you're downloading yeah. some pornography and it turns out to be Hamilton, you didn't watch it. Yeah. Don't guess. I mean, Hamilton's great. So it's fine. It's a fine, fine. It, no, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've, I've seen it. It's amazing. But just, you know, like, just yeah. don't download shit you don't understand what you're looking for. Let's get to our last question, then we uh, need All to right. leave here before they close. Yeah. Uh, Keith Blix asks, how about the kid in the RSL Academy who might be signed by Bayern Munich? Is he the next Pulisic? So, first of all, Keith Blix is not a real name. Can we talk about that? <laughs> this is clearly a he bot. Is, he is a, he actually is a real person. I am sure that whoever is the kid from the RSL Academy, his name is Keith Blix, and he just sent us this question. No, there is actually a kid. I, okay. I don't know his name, but yeah, there is there's actually a kid who's being uh, scouted by the Bayern Munich Academy. All right. There's, so there's, there's a bunch of sub-questions on this one. Okay. Um, where can I, give a, can I give my brief answer first? Sure, go ahead. The answer is no. Or n- there's no reason that we should think that he's the next Pulisic. We've had a next Freddie Adu, Weston a, McKinney a, a is next like, Landon Donovan. Is it McKinney the next Pulisic? They're all, they're all the next Pulisic, right? Um, even if this kid is signed by Bayern Munich, it doesn't mean that he's going to fucking be in the senior team in a couple of years or something like that. He'll probably do what every other great American player does who goes to one of these academies anywhere in Europe. He'll be in the academy for a while, and he'll either simply find, a, find his way with another actual team proper, or even if he does get opportunity with the more senior team, he'll just get loaned out. This, this story has played out a thousand times, and this is just the beginning of one more of those stories. So is he the next Pulisic? I hope so. That'd be wonderful for him. There's no reason to think that's the case, though. Right on. All right. Was that the correct answer? That was the correct answer. Yes. So uh, if you have any questions or you know concerns about Dave Martin's answer, you can <laughs> always message us at, at TDIKMN. Um, uh at offensive underscore loons for David Martin. Uh, at Texas Zeller for David Zeller. If you want to particularly uh, aggrieve us, if you want, which I don't suggest you do should a three-way do. Three-way DM. Uh, three-way DM. Yeah, Ugh, that's that doesn't sound good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, rate and like our shit on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Apple iTunes. We should start a YouTube channel. Stuff. We, sh- we should definitely oh, yeah. not videos. start a YouTube oh, channel. Like and subscribe. Actually, I'd be, I would be down for doing YouTube videos. <laughs> Me saying the words like <laughs> and subscribe convinced you to do it. I would be down for that. Uh, right, but yeah, yeah like, and, like and subscribe to our shit on all those things. Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, all the fun stuff. Um, we are, you know, here's the thing. For the names you know. No, I'll let you say it once. Oh, no. I don't remember what the words are. <laughs> hey, this has been the Daves You Know. We are the Daves. Uh, no, I wasn't. Right. I'm going gonna, gonna to edit out this whole. Let's try. Let's try that one more hey, time. This is the Daves You Know. We are the Daves You Know. That wasn't it. Long as you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah. We do our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one.
figured out that was GT. We don't podcast often enough. No. Hey, 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 hey! So well, this is the Daves I know. We are the Daves you know. Is that it? That sounds sounds like it. <laughs>